Call the meeting order, Mrs. Troublefield. Would you please call the roll? Here. Do you have a quorum? This is the regular meeting for the month of February. Would everyone please rise for the presentation of color? May be seated. So item on the agenda is uh, student government, Sussex Central. students partnered with the students from Howard Tiennis in a bowling tournament and the first group helped the elementary students from the from Ennis Bowl and the second group worked with the older students from Ennis uh, first a bowling practice and then and in a bowling competition um, working in the students from Howard Tiennis is a very rewarding experience we all thoroughly enjoy doing that um, this past weekend our mock trial team um, competed and we are looking forward to hear results from them um, all state band we had three students make that um, <clears throat> All-State Jazz Choir, we had three students make that. and All-State Orchestra, we had one student um, who was selected. Our winter sports are just wrapping up. Starting with our girls' basketball team, they went 13 and seven. Boys' basketball went four and 16. Wrestling overall went nine and three. And we had many state qualifiers and state um, participators. In the 120 pound, um, third place was Mason Ankrum. And uh, the 152 pound was Devin Pearsall, and 150, 195 pound was um, Michael Wright. 
In swimming, our girls' regular season record was eight, not eight, three and eight, wow, words. And the boys' regular season was five and six. At conferences, our boys' team got sixth out of 11 in our entire Hemlogan conference, and the girls got eight out of 10. Uh, we had many team members participate in a state um, meet, and they all did very well with that. Our FFA Spirit Week was last week, and we had many activities all week, including dress-up themes, teacher breakfast, drive your tractor to school day, and everyone had a great week that week. Uh, this past weekend, the music department sponsored a 5K race for the beads. We had over 100 runners, and it was a huge success, and we look forward to doing that as an annual um, event. Things we're looking forward to, uh, this Wednesday and Thursday, um, Sussex Central is hosting the Sussex County Honors Band. Uh, throughout the day, the students will be rehearsing, um, and the concert will be Thursday at 7 o'clock in this auditorium. Uh, spring sports are starting this Friday, March 1st. Um, we have sold 90 Respect t-shirts to support the spread, spread the Word to End the Word campaign, and we'll be wearing the t-shirts on March 6th, March 6th to support students with the special needs. And uh, students will be signing a banner at all lunches, lunches as, as well. March 16th, SCHS and the IR bands will be joining together to march the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Ocean City. And that's, that's everything. Thank you. Thank you. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting? Mm -hmm. Second. Like motion made and seconded and in discussion. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of January 28th and the executive session minutes of January 28th. Mm -hmm. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Special recognition. Mr. Please join me at the podium. Good evening. Uh, we're at the portion of the uh, program tonight where we like to recognize our students. Our students all year long, uh, if you've attended the board meetings, have uh, won numerous awards. Uh, this evening, we do not have a large list. Uh, we've kind of run the gambit on everything that occurred in the fall and somewhat in the winter. In a couple uh, next two months, we'll start picking up things that occurred in the winter. So tonight, we have uh, two particular uh, groups we'd like to uh, award. And Dr. Layfield, if you would. Thank you, Mr. Steele. Uh, our, first, our first category we'll be recognizing tonight is our athletic director, Sean Tidwell. He uh, recently became a certified athletic administrator with the uh, National Association of, uh, excuse me, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. This required uh, several, several courses and, uh, and a rigorous exam, and now he's one of, uh, one of a select, select group of CAAs in the state of Delaware, Sean Tidwell.
Next, we are uh, very proud that we had several Sussex Central students who were recognized uh, as All-State Choir. So we'll be calling them up. I believe most of them were, were able excuse me, to make it here tonight. First is Abby Roark, who is actually first chair of soprano for the state of Delaware. Next, we have Zachary Abels, who we just heard from a moment ago. Sam McCloskey. Sarah Allman. Rowan Rusing, also All-State Choir. Do you see Jake Ward back there, also an All-Stater? Next we have Bailey Erskine. Garrett Anderson. And wrapping things up, Jacob Snarsky. Those are Sussex Central's All-State Choir members. Next item on the agenda is public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and the ending of each regularly scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. Each speaker will have three minutes apiece. And the first speaker tonight is Janice Curtis. Our school has 370 active 
EL students from eight different nationalities and languages. I work with an EL coordinator in either push into classrooms or pull out small group EL students to fill in the gaps in understanding the English language so they can reach academic success. At GES in the past few weeks, we have 10 students that are brand new to our country. The journey that brought many of them to our school would sadden your heart and make you shudder. Some of these students have feared for their lives as they share their stories when we do their psych interviews. Imagine having to sit in a classroom in a new, yet foreign country with English instruction and not understanding one spoken word. I love what I do and my weeks are filled with 70 different students who value what I offer, understanding their culture, and it is my privilege and pleasure watching them eventually flourish in speaking and understanding English. If you are a Title I para, you too hit the ground running every day, utilizing instructional strategies with students who need small group teaching. You become a liken to a teacher as you provide instruction to these students that might not be passing their grade otherwise, not to mention your extra duties. Thank you for going over and beyond because while contractually we aren't required to lesson plan, I've seen you go that extra mile in doing just that. Ladies and gentlemen of the board, I can't speak for all pairs in every school. But 30 while, seconds. But while you think that the offer on the table percentage-wise is the same as teachers, it really isn't when you consider the extreme gap in salaries. The pairs in your district, in your schools, with your students that may have been trusted in your care deserve to know not only do I value my fellow pairs here tonight, but that you can too can thank them by accepting the offer that is before you. Lastly, thank you for your time, sacrifice, and serving on the board of the great school district in Sussex County. And thank you, Mr. Stong, in believing in me four years ago and allowing me to work in my end-of-year life God job. Thank you, Mr. Stong. Kim Newark.
compromise where it needs to be compromised and to stand firm where they need to stand firm. God, please again bless everyone here. Uh, thank you for our, our leaders, our school districts. Uh, please bless all, all those uh, leaders in Delaware and in our nation, God, from the president on down. Uh, please bless the United States of America. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Thank you. Jason Pilgrim. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Jason Pilgrim. I'm a teacher in the neighborhood school district, and I also live in the district, so I am a constituent. I want to thank you uh, for coming to the negotiating table with the paraprofessionals, and I want to thank you for continuing to do that. As a kindergarten teacher in our district, dealing with some of the most needy, and um, young population that we have to do with. I know that I can't do my job the best way possible without these colleagues and these friends that are our paraprofessionals in our buildings. So thank you for being willing to negotiate with them, continue to think of them as educational support professionals, and continue to be fair with them. Thank you. Thank you. Kristen Wilkins. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kristen Wilkins. I am here representing Paris. Uh, I am a 16-year para at Howard Sienna School. First of all, I just wanted to thank you all for coming back to the table and agreeing to bargain with us. Um, basically, I just want to ask you to, um, to be fair fair is fair and to align with the other EFPs at IREA. And someone told me tonight, and I wanted to pass on to you as well, an honorable profession deserves a meaningful income. Everyone have a great evening. Thank you. <laughs> Zachary Abels. Tracy Mikowski. Good evening, I'm Tracy Mikowski, Vice President of the Indian River Education Association Professional Unit. Thank you for recognizing our sacrifice of taking a 0% last year are asking that you consider us like you do your other ESPs. All of these people behind me are here in support of asking you to make an equitable offer at the bargaining table. Many of our supporters have written to you to ask to be recognized like the ESPs um, that we have been recognized like in the past. It is clear that the board is placing paraprofessionals on the same playing field as teachers. However, that playing field is not level percentage on the teacher scale is not equitable to a percentage on the paraprofessional scale. The federal government acknowledges that teachers and paraprofessionals are different. Paraprofessionals are considered non-certified and have a non-exempt status from the Fair Labor Standards Act. 
The state of Delaware recognizes that teachers and paraprofessionals are different. When offering fair compensation on the state salary scales, teachers are offered percentages. Recognizing the different impact on different scales, educational support professionals, ESPs, that includes paras, secretaries, consortiums, et cetera, are given a flat rate. We appreciate that you want to place us in the same category as we stand side by side with our wonderful, dedicated teachers here in the Indian River School District. We work as a team every day to help our students succeed. However, our pay scales are not equitable. Our salary increases should be comparable to other educational support personnel, ESPs in the district. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Uh, we hope to work this out very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is uh, new business, school choice applications, Mr. Lewis. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. For the 1920 school choice applications, uh, you'll see a total of 56. And we are asking the board to approve all of those. Uh, these applications have been reviewed by the building principals and also approved by the assistant superintendent. And as you can see on board docs, uh, we are looking at priority once. I do have one, Pat, on uh, Southern, Southern Delaware School of the Arts. It's not a priority one, it's a priority seven. That is correct. Uh, that student uh, school choice application from Cape Colopin. Um, there were a total of three seats available, and that is the only application that we received for that eighth grade seat. Uh, I can't say that Principal Bowers did make a phone call to that parent to let them know this would be for just this school year, or excuse me, next school year, this for the 19 and 20 these are all the applicants in the decision and priority one priority one now you will see johnny plate for example you will see priority fives yeah um, mm -hmm. that building there is not at capacity so we are asking uh, students who want to attend there we are entertaining those applications as well as Uh, that student is 
currently at the kindergarten center and also the student from Milford is at the kindergarten center now. And that would uh, make them be a priority number one of the returning students. Uh, Georgetown Middle, uh, you see there's a Milford student there. That student is currently at the Georgetown Elementary School. At Millsburg Middle, uh, you'll see a student from Cape Hope and that student is currently at Long Neck Elementary. Uh, the two Laurel students that you see, they're at East Mills currently now. Uh, for the Spanish Immersion Program at Millsburg Middle School, uh, the two Cape Hope students, they are currently at the Immersion Program at East Millsboro. The three students from Laurel are currently at East Millsboro, and the two students from Seaford are at East Millsboro in the Spanish Immersion Program. Somerville Middle School, you see the Milford students, uh, that students currently at LB. Delmar student that you see for Spanish Immersion is currently at uh, JMC in the Spanish Immersion Program, as well as the uh, Laurel student in the Spanish Immersion Program at JMC. In New River High School, the Milford student that you see is currently at Southville Middle School. Sussex Central High School, you see those two students from uh, Cape Littlefoot High School. They are currently at the Georgetown Middle School with two students from Laurel or at Millsboro Middle School. Again, all of these students are priority number and the Sussex Central High student from Seaford. The Port IB program is Thank you for going through that for me. Appreciate that. Uh, this was the discussion that we had, I think, last year uh, sure. when we revised the policy mm -hmm. to uh, clarify returning students. And so that's what we brought to the board this evening. Mr. Marley, I'd like to make a motion to accept this as recommended. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion? I'll aye. say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Thank you. School uh, counselor's presentation. Yeah, I'd like uh, Dr. Renee Jordan to please come up to the podium and introduce our presenters. that improve 
range of student learning and behavioral outcomes. Our programs are comprehensive in scope, preventative in design, and developmental in nature. The state of Delaware follows this national model, and it outlines the, co the components of a comprehensive school counseling program. The ASCA national model brings school counselors together with one vision and one voice and creates unity and focuses toward improving student achievement and supporting student development. And as you move to the next slide, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Frank Shockley. Thank you. <clears throat> so in the next slide, um, we talk about our American School Counseling Association national model delivery of services. Um, and I think this is a big piece that makes us specialist school counselors uh, because we have a lot of different focus areas and how we break down our time. Um, the big over, overarching picture is that uh, we spend or we try to spend 80% of our time uh, working directly with students. Um, or whether we're in front of them in meetings about them, supporting them, um, that's our big focus. Uh, we also have a uh, counseling core curriculum that we push out into the classrooms when we actually go into the classrooms and present these lessons. And we do that by presenting that to 100% of the kids in that school, whatever the school is that we're assigned to. Uh, we also do a lot of individual student planning as well. Um, and one may assume that this is specifically for academics, um, but it's not just academics that we focus on. When it comes to individual student planning, we focus on a lot of different areas. We focus on uh, their social needs, uh, their emotional needs, their behavioral needs, uh, their academic needs. So it is really targeting kind of that whole student idea. Uh, we also focus on responsive services, and these are the things we don't really plan for. These are the crises. These are the things that just kind of pop up throughout our day. And I think if you talk to any school counselor, uh, this happens every day. Um, we have to be kind of ready, you know, ready and willing when it happens. And then. Um, kind of going back to the idea of indirect student services, uh, this is more when we spend time in meetings, when we spend time with parent conferences without the student present. Um, this is another area that we spend a lot of our time. Um, so that is the breakdown of you know, the ASCA National Model Delivery of Services when it comes to school counseling. Um, so I'm going to move on to the next slide in our presentation, and I'm going to pass it over to Mrs. Sarah Davis. Is um, basically gives you the three umbrellas that we want to focus on. Now, I think, like um, Nika said, that old guidance counselor, you just think academic. We are school counselors, so we focus on three areas. We do college and career, we do academic, and then we do social, emotional. And if you look at that pie chart, it's equal. We shouldn't be heavy in one area. We should be 33.3% targeting all three areas equally. Um, and then follow me to the next slide, kind of going off that tied it very well with what the teachers use, the RTI model. So our green is our core curriculum, what 100% of our students are getting. We're pushing out our school-wide programs. Um, elementary, we're going into classrooms. That's what 100% of our students are getting. We hope that at that level, let's say we're doing um, conflict management, we hope that every kid's gonna get that story, get that lesson from our book we do, and we're good to go. Doesn't happen. So our tier two is our yellow. That's going to be our small group. We might have six kids that we need to meet with and put into a group to really hone that conflict resolution skill. Um, we, would, we might meet for six weeks and do that in a small group.
Then in that small group, we're hoping that, hey, we're going to get those extra kids. Those six are going to get it. They're going to go off and set the world on fire. Sometimes that doesn't happen, so we go to our Tier 3. Our Tier 3s are red, and that's our um, closing the gap action. That's that kid that we might have to check in with at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, where we do some one-on-one -on -one stuff. We also might have to refer to our clinical or mental health counselors to kind of really get that kid to get to gain that skill. So our three levels of intervention, we do green, yellow, and red. We do our core curriculum, our small group, and then our closing the gap. And that's how we hope to kind of mold um, the Gen X generation students. Uh, so in the next slide, <clears throat> we wanted to give you guys a sample of a um, program goal. Uh, these goals are the overarching, our overarching themes of our programs in each one of our schools. And what makes um, our programs unique is the data that we pull from each school, uh, the school that we're assigned to. Um, so this is a sample elementary school school counseling program goal. Uh, the goal is uh, by June of 2018, the number of students who have accrued six or more unexcused absences during the 2016-2017 school year will demonstrate a 50% decrease from 142 students in 2016 and 2017 to 71 in 2017-2018. So that's the overarching goal. And then we actually pool data from um, the different data sources uh, that we use in our district. For this particular uh, goal, we used uh, Cognos data. And so at the bottom it says data used to identify goal. Um, in the 2016-2017 school year, 142 students were identified on the 2016-2017 attendance Cognos report as having six or more unexcused absences. Uh, students' attendance will be monitored throughout uh, monthly school data reports as, genera as generated by the school counseling department, as well as monthly meetings with district visiting teacher. The counselor will work with students and parents guardians on understanding the importance of attendance and the impact it has on academic success. So by pooling that data, by using real data, uh, we were able to pick a or have a cohort of students that we could um, really focus on, and not just, you know, especially since this is an attendance data, not just focusing on the students, but the family as well, and becoming that integral part of trying to make that goal and trying to succeed in making that goal. So if you move to the next slide, uh, this is the outcome data. This is you know what happened by the end of that goal. And again, each goal is you know kind of specific to the school that it comes from. Uh, so just looking at this outcome data, um, it shows the percentage of students who had less than six or more absences versus who had six or more. Um, and by the end of this goal, by the end of this uh, year, there was 95.9% .9 of students that had less than six absences. So that just shows, um, you know, with focusing on a particular goal in that school, uh, the school counselors were able to successfully achieve that goal. And that's the whole purpose of having, having uh, school counselor program, school, or program goals in our schools. So, with that being said, we're going to move to the next slide, and I'm going to give it back to Mrs. Nika Reed to uh, talk about a high school program goal. So, one thing that we also wanted to highlight to you is to let you know that you've entrusted us to do a job. And with that job that you've entrusted us to do, we're also responsible to turn in a comprehensive plan every year to the state of Delaware. 
that plan has to be submitted to Jen Davis and DOE by August the 15th. And throughout the course of the year, we're responsible for being able to not only identify goals, what's working, what's not working, but also we might have to go in and tweak some things and have time to disaggregate our data to make sure that we are doing what we need to do to make those changes for our students and to make effective changes for our students. So without boring you, you have the sample high school program goal that is before you of looking at school discipline or school violations. This program goal addresses uh, discipline and by the use of our counselor-created activities and interventions, the goal is to aid students in adapting their mindsets and behaviors, which would be consistent with following the district code of conduct. So how we were able to uh, figure this goal out is something that we wanted to try here at Sussex Central, is that we looked at our Ed Insight dashboard, um, which allows us to see the percentage of students that had uh, discipline and incidents from the previous school year to the current school year. And so we were able to um, base our this information that was being pulled, we created a watch list of students. Um, our building administrator provides us with copies of discipline infractions. It allows us to be able to capture a student who might be in ISS that day to pull them in for some individualized counseling. Um, through that, we are able to formulate and develop activities and or interventions to appropriately address interpersonal skill development, academic self-concept, social skills groups, restorative practices, which you all know through Office of Civil Rights, and implications and interventions that we could use to make our students move forward and be successful here at Sussex Central. Um, and then last but not least, that final slide lets you know that over the years, we've had some really great things that have happened for Indian River School District because some of our school counselors have been uh, awarded the State School Counselor of the Year Award. Most recently, we had Mrs. Erin Crooks, We've had Mrs. Cheryl Carey in the past, Ms. Jan Baumhart, who is with us in the audience, Ms. Dawn Brazier. Um, you have two individuals that have little, that need to have an honorable mention, Mr. Brett Thomas, who is also with us, Dr. Julianne Hine, uh, who were uh, received the county level school counselor award, uh, Ms. Lisa Hunt, who's retired but is also working with Wilmington University, who is helping to send us wonderful interns that are learning how to become school counselors, which our counselors are working with them. And last but not least, who's also retired, Mrs. Kathy Schaub. And uh, this concludes our presentation, and we thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to talk about the comprehensive school counseling program in the Indian River School Counselor. Thank you. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is the Georgetown Middle School track uniform design. This was discussed at our committee meetings and we need a motion to approve. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. The next item is the Indian River High School soccer uniform design. Also discussed. We need a motion to approve. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Sussex Central High School band uniform design also discussed. We need a motion to approve. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Sussex Central, um, well, no, excuse me, uh, the bucket truck purchase, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, buildings and grounds. 
committee uh, meeting, one of the items that we discussed was the opportunity of the district to purchase a new bucket truck. Uh, Mr. Booth is here. If there's any other questions of any other board members that may not have been there, basically we have a bucket truck now, but it's beyond its usefulness. Um, and through DPNL, Mr. Booth has uh, found a truck that they're willing to sell us at a far reduced uh, discount of what it would sell on the open market. Uh, so we're looking for making a motion to approve the purchase of the truck. Has it been inspected yet? We're no, waiting. No, it has not. Okay, as long as this, if we get an approval, then Mr. Booth is going to go inspect it to make sure that it's what we want before actually making the purchase. So I make a motion that we move forward with the purchase of the bucket truck. It would come from minor cap funds. Okay, need a second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Sussex Central High School fence proposal, Mr. Fritz. Okay, another thing that uh, Buildings and Grounds discussed. So we're trying to make sure all of our fields are protected from any kind of vandalism and misuse. So we've got uh, multiple uh, bids on here for different jobs uh, up here at Sussex Central to put some fencing in, protect the fields. And uh, I make a motion. Uh, the, the Building and Grounds would, would uh, push forward, and I make a motion that we uh, move forward with the uh, installation of the, of the okay. fencing as proposed. We need a second. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Any River High School, the uh, Batwing, Miller, Mr. Fritz? The, the school board? Yeah, I'm sorry. Baseball school board. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, so at Indian River High School, a new scoreboard is needed, and uh, we have a motion. Now, these funds, are they, we decided whether they're coming from minor cap or Pepsi funds? Uh, Pepsi funds was recommended by Ms. Steele. That's what I thought. Okay, so the funds for this would be out of uh, funds that we get from advertising with uh, Pepsi, Pepsi uh, selling their products, and so make a motion that we move forward with the proposal for purchasing the new scoreboard. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, that is unanimous. Now we do the bat wing mower. Okay, so uh, got a motion put forward to purchase a new bat wing mower at Indian River High School. Uh, the current one is uh, basically uh, beyond its usefulness. So making a motion that we move forward with the purchase of the new mower coming from minor cap funds. Recommendation from Buildings and Grounds uh, and from Indian River High School is the David A. Banks uh, 13350. Uh, we've looked at all three proposals, for all three quotes, and they are apples to apples. And uh, Banks had the, the lowest uh, quote of the three. Okay. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay, Philip C. Shell, interior doors. Yep, so we have a proposal to. Uh, uh, a proposal good. from Buildings and Grants is to go with the metal doors. Um, and the price will be, uh, or the cost will be around $8,400. And it consists of 21 metal doors with a small window. Right now, those doors are a wooden door. Wooden and Big window, right? So for safety uh, reasons. 
So I make a motion that we move forward with this proposal. Okay, need a second. 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 Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Major cap referendum results, Mr. Steele. Uh, Mr. Barley, I've received uh, the certified copy from uh, Gene Turner from the Department of Elections. Uh, question number one, um, the major cap referendum was uh, 3,202 votes for, 3,860 votes against. That was a vote differential of 658 votes. Question two, 3,123 for, 3,836 against. That was a vote differential of 713 votes. Any questions? Okay, next item is uh, 413 is the referendum. We decided that we, we, we needed to have this discussion. This was the, the first referendum um, for this particular project. We do have the option of going a second time. And that's what the board would have to decide on this evening. I have taken a look, and Dave Vaughn and I have, have looked ahead. If the board approves this evening to move forward with a second referendum, we could have that referendum, I believe, on April the 16th. Uh, that would be the Tuesday prior to spring break. And the backup date would be April the 30th, uh, which would be the week after we return from spring break, both on Tuesday. Anyone have a comment? After looking at how many temporary buildings we're going to need and how they're spread out and how that affects our security, I don't think we have much of a choice but to go ahead and try again. The longer we delay, the worse the problem becomes. And uh, it takes three to five years to get a school up and make any changes. I think we have to do it. Would we make any changes? The public spoke out very loudly. No. Would we go about the same way or would you recommend any changes? Here are your options. On the actual building portion, uh, question number one, we would not have any changes. Um, years ago, if we had had a CN that identified renovations, it was a total amount of money for all the renovations. We had the ability to move money around as long as we stayed within that same amount. We don't have the same ability when we're building specifically for enrollment, which is all that the state is now proven. Uh, the only option that we would have to do anything different would be to um, not go with question two, uh, the current expense, and either put that off for a later date or see where we are financially by the time we get to your foreign schools bill. So what you're saying is you're identifying wants and needs. You've identified exactly what we need. We space so that's all we're asking for is what we need that's correct mr Peden. we 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 held a retreat uh, with my cabinet a week ago and we we have looked over all available um, options that, that we think we probably have um, i will tell you beginning next year is going to be a year where you're going to see our secondary schools start to skyrocket in the georgetown middle school is going to gain about 50 to 60 students. That's just with the normal progression of students. And uh, with, with that in, in mind, the following year, we're going to be about another 80 students on top of that. So we're going to need space one way or the other. And if, even if we were to vote this evening, 
to go forward with the referendum. We are going to have to use portables to get us to the point when school's finished. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you an interesting fact. Our enrollment as of Friday was 10,885 students. So we're up almost about 1.7% since September 30th. So we're still getting students coming in, and you know we're not really showing. Um, you know, just this evening, I think you heard one of our parents just received new students this week, and I know last week uh, North Georgetown received uh, quite a few new students. So we are continuing to grow, and that capacity you know, issue is only going to get worse as we wait. On the other hand, I will tell you that this was the second worst referendum defeat we've, we've, we've actually gone through. And, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of work to go back on a second, second round. Um, it, it, it would require a, a big turnaround, much bigger than what we had two years ago. And we would be looking to bring in at least 700 plus positive votes in order to pass this referendum. It's a hard decision to make. You know, you take a look at, at, at public statement, you take a look at where we are, we've got to do something one way or the other. And I am going to say this tonight, there are going to be some hard decisions that we are going to have to make over in the next couple of years. The plan that we, we're looking at is a two-year plan, and, you know, in, in the two-year plan, I'll give examples, Sussex Central, we're looking at September, we have to have eight, eight additional classrooms uh, at Sussex Central High School next year. And the following two years after that, we're going to need eight more classrooms. And there's just no way around it. We're going to have to do that. And, you know, currently where we are, the bad part about portables is you rent them. And the amount of money that we're going to put out in renting portable units is, is going to be a, a huge number. Uh, this is Steele today gave me some information. Each unit will hold two classrooms, and it's about $130,000 per unit for five years, five-year lease. My understanding is, after talking to her, we believe that if we want to go two years or three years, that cost will actually go up, and it's that cost currently <coughs> just because we're going over a five-year station. The reality is, is that the situation isn't going to get any better it's going to get worse, all the construction and the development that's happening in our county. And it's not just one demographic. And I'm glad all the educators are here this evening because you're the ones that are gonna be directly affected in your careers. The space isn't going to get any better. And as Mr. Steele says, there's gonna be a lot of tough decisions. There's gonna be a lot of heartache over the next few years if we don't pass a referendum. There's gonna be a lot of space issues, a lot of changes. A lot of buildings putting up with uh, some uh, some changes that aren't going to feel good, and uh, and the numbers are not going down uh, at all. I think uh, with better support, putting personal feelings aside and supporting the referendum, we could get the numbers that we need in order to pass it. Uh, and understanding how building just one building can affect all the other buildings, um, I know there's some miscommunication as to why my building's not getting anything, why the next building, you know, how come our building isn't getting something? The reality is, is that that chain reaction of the plan, which was the, economically, the best plan. It was the least money building one building and all the domino effect of the other buildings 
would really alleviate it. The reality is even if we passed a referendum today, it's gonna be four years before a building is built. So every year that is delayed can add on another delay plus four years before any relief. Portables at high school, elementary, wait till someone's child is caught in a rainstorm, slips on the ice, security, all the security that we've done basically can go out the window. So we need to get out there and if we decide to do this, we really need to push forward regardless of any other issues. Your hopes is to make additions to a couple of the buildings. Would you make sure that portable placements would be in an appropriate place not to interfere with the construction if the referendum was passed? Uh, yeah, we would have to. Uh, the Sussex Central site would be okay. Southerville uh, site may be, you know, a little bit of an issue. Uh, we'll have to look at that site. We, we know where Mr. Breed is. Has, I, I, I need a couple spots who would like it to go. And we would have to be able to do that and work around uh, the construction because construction could possibly be in the same area. Uh, we're limited space-wise uh, at that particular building. Indian River High School, um, you know, with what I sent out this, this weekend, I think Indian River High School is not going to see the need uh, for portables until probably around 23, 24, 24, 25, if, if the referendum were not passed. You know, the other thing we've looked at, and, and it's, it's unique, we, we've talked about the structure of our district a lot, and we have, on one end of the district, we have a lot of senior citizens moving into the district. On the other, we tend to have more families, hence that is where our, our growth and our capacity is needed. We have buildings, a couple buildings in the south that, that have available capacity. Um, you know, some of the hard decisions is not beyond the realm to say, do we need to change lines anywhere, you know, to equal out what we're doing? Mm -hmm. That may be something we have to look at. But I can say this, we cannot continue status quo where we are today in the future, in the next two years. We can't do that. We are going to have to do something in order to alleviate this problem. Mr. Steele, is April the latest date that we're looking at for this school year to be able to go to referendum? We, right now, if we were to make the decision tonight, we would be looking the earliest we could do it would be about April the 16th, would be about 45 days. Uh, Mr. Barley and I had always heard in the past it was a 60-day wait, and we found a document from the Department of Elections that, that was sent to us this, this past referendum it actually does say at the top 60 days, but it's no longer mandated that it's 60. So we need about 45 uh, to, in order to prep for the second referendum. If we were to wait until all April to make the decision, then you're going to move this back until probably a mid-May, uh, mid to later May. We have to get this referendum uh, in and through before June 30th. At that time, the CN runs out. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the CN because it's very important. There were two districts this year that were awarded CNs, uh, Capital and Indian River. We were awarded CNs two years ago uh, when we were looking to add a new elementary, a new middle, and a major renovation at, at Sussex. There's no guarantee if we wait that we would automatically qualify next year. It's going to depend on everybody else's needs and how much money the state has. If somebody's needs bump a little ahead of ours, and the state's still low on, on major capital expense money, then there would be a chance we could turn them in. We may not get them approved, or at least a portion 
of them may not be approved. So, you know, we're, we're in a lot of questions in the future because we, we really don't control our own destiny. Um, we, we're going to have to rely on the taxpayers and, you know, that they would see our need, that we would be able to, you know, get this, this project pushed through. Um, I think there'd be a very good chance that next GRCN would not be approved. If I was with the state and we had a referendum that didn't pass and there was only a limited amount of funds available, I'm not so sure I'd look towards other school districts to approve their CNs next year instead of one repeating one that just had one that failed. So I think it's very, uh, now you're looking at two years plus another four years of construction. Mark, my concern is going back, if we go back this soon and we go back and we change it, we put the information out there before for the referendum saying that this is actually what we needed. So we had question one and we had question two. Now if we go back and say we'll only, we'll only push for question one, we'll leave question two out, to me that gives the impression that maybe we didn't need that in the very beginning. So are we being forthright with our finances? My second thing with that being if you say do question one and not do question two, you made the comment to say that in a couple years we would be right back for our current expense. That would put us in a situation of where we had buildings, but we wouldn't have funds for people. So would it serve its purpose? It's a good question. Uh, and until we get four years into the future, Mr. Ray, we're not going to know exactly where we are. I understand. So that's, that's the hard part about making the decision. As far as the first one, and Jan, if you could come up to the podium. Jane and I have really looked and dug, and dug into the current expense. We were looking at nine cents. We were taking a look at one of the, the facts that we had gotten right around referendum time was the total assessed value. They had them ranked in the state. And the increase from 1617 to 1718 for our district was about 3%. Appaquinnan, it grew 3.6%. They were number one, we were number two. If, if, Folks in the audience right around, you know what was buildings going on in our area. As long as we continue to have building, you know, we're going to continue to bring in your tax revenue. That's going to happen. Jan and I and look over it. Jan thinks, and I, I think if we were to be very careful with our budget, that we could put away maybe a $250,000, a year off to the side, do that for four years, and we could possibly get this in without having to do the non-sick current expense. That's a possibility. And hopefully in the four-year period, we would have enough uh, tax revenue increase that we, we might not have to come back, but again, we may have to. It's like two years ago, when two years ago, when we pulled the, uh, or passed the current expense, it's very clear with folks in meetings, we are going to have to come back for a major capital expense soon because we don't have any choice and, and, and we're just we're so packed in certain parts of our school district that we, we really have no relief but we're going to have to really dig deep in our bucket of ideas on how we're going to solve this issue and Ms. Wright I, I do hear your concern um, I did personally sit down with Mr. Steele and Ms. Steele when it went over the budget, it would be nice to have extra operating expense to hire teachers and furniture and electric. 
but when we sat down, we looked at the budget, what we could cut back, where we could tighten our belts, and I firmly believe it's going to be tight, but we can make it without, without that. Especially, especially if our assessments keep growing the way they have the last couple of years. But I just think that we would be better, but that's my personal opinion, <clears throat> I think we would be better <clears throat> to go knowing that we need the space and knowing now that we have the opportunity or the possibility that we may have funds that we won't need to go to a, a, a two-part referendum. I personally would rather see us go back, and I'm not so sure I'm ready for April, but whatever the board decides we'll do, but I'd rather see us go back for that one, knowing that we have something to fall back on for the next four years. Then if it comes to the point that we can go back to the public and say, look, we, we didn't do a referendum, or we didn't do a current expense in 19 or 20, now this is what we're faced with, maybe a better way of presenting it than going now with people hearing tonight and people have heard prior to tonight that we could probably make it without that second question. I guess I'm concerned. I think, I think what projecting into the future, I think what probably will happen is by the time the school's built, by the time all this is rearranged, the district, um, we're going to need current expense in general for the district, not just for yeah. that school. I mean, realistically, it's usually about a five-year cycle um, before schools, all schools, um, have to come out for or go out for just a general operating expense increase. So at that point, we, we would just combine those needs. My, my thought is, I, wait, I'm sorry, wait. No. I, I don't want to come back in two years for a referendum yeah. for capital expense. We, we, we did one two years ago. I don't want to be Cape and open and go every two years. Um, when you look at the votes, basically, everybody, you know, 658 uh, difference on the first question, 713 on the second, pretty close. Basically, people vote yes for both or no for both. So dropping off question two, I don't think enhances the prospects of passing question one any better because the biggest opponents, loud opponents you have in the community are that they don't like the demographic makeup of the schools and who's paying for the tax dollars. It's not about that question two. I, I don't see where that stops somebody. The numbers basically indicate you're gonna vote yes for both or no for both if you're voting. And I, I, I do disagree with that. Um, listening to the people in my area, whether we agree or not, the consensus out there was that the board is wasteful with the money. We need to tighten our belts. We need to watch where we spend. And I think question two, they thought we didn't need that, so that brought down the entire referendum. My opinion and just what I is there anything that we can, when we look at the original CN, is, so I know we cannot modify it, correct? But is there any, so we cannot take anything off of that? Uh, Dr. Funny and uh, Jimmy Penn will 
unless I, I would assume if we were to cut back on the, the classroom additions, I would have to check uh, as long as we don't go over. But I know that they are pretty tight on once you get the space need. If you said you needed eight, you needed eight. I think what you would see there would be some other districts would be upset if we cut it back at this particular point. I don't think that's a good idea. And plus, by the time we get there, we're going to need them. Yep. Sure. And what we don't want to do is cut something back on the classroom additions, and then after we're done, which we had enough because now we're a capacity or we, we need it. Uh, to go back to Ms. Wright, we don't have to come back in April. One of the things is that's the earliest if we were to you know, come up tonight and say we're going to do this. That's the earliest we think we could get it in. We could, we could, you know, if you wanted to go in May, you could select that tonight to go in May. You don't have to go in April. I'm inclined to agreeing with Mr. Peden. Um, the current expense part may have brought out some other people who would vote against it. And besides which, the important part, because of the time lag, is to get the school built. I say we just go with the one question and leave it at that. I would also add that I think it's very important, no matter when we go, <clears throat> whether it's April or May, um, I really think we need to do a, a lot of work with our community partners and, and um, to try to find out from people the root of the no votes. I mean, we have a lot of uh, understanding, I think, of our communities, all of us do, and I think we really need to do a better job of getting out there and understanding what their concerns are as to why they did vote no. Um, we did a nice job with sort of making the presentation about uh, the space, but we know that it goes beyond just the issue of space. So I would like to see some sort of plan for us to, to increase that communication with our community partners. We, we had two meetings uh, with senior citizens that went extremely well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were the new things we wanted, we wanted to try, and I, and I agree. We've talked a lot, um, you know, with, with my team, that if, if, we, if we go back a second time, we can't go back with the same type of idea and plan. We've got to do something different than what we did the first time. So we're willing to do you know, whatever the board wants us to do. Um, you know, you, you, you guys listen to the radio just like I do. You know, we're going to take shots because most people wait for you to come back that second time and they don't particularly like that. But like I said before, we're in a, we're in a position where, you know, we're going to have to make some very, very drastic <laughs> moves. Um, if, we, if we don't do this, we're going to make some drastic moves even if we do do it. If that's, we're still going to have to look we have to you know, put it off another six years or, or seven years, it's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. It, it, just you uh, mentioned the cost of the affordable. Is that 130000 Is that per year or is that for a full five-year period? No, that $130,000 uh, per unit. Jan and I, um, we just got cost, updating cost. And actually, Mr. Hudson, what we had was a copy of Cape Town Locals for last year, the copy of the same, uh, the, the actual cost of the same model, I believe, that they got was almost $20,000 difference, I believe, for a, a five-year lease. So that's, that's, that's the total over five years, not per yes. year? That's, no, that's the total over five years per unit. That's two flat. Right. Okay. So now maybe four two units two. at, at uh, Sussex Central, for example, 
gauge lasters. Now the other method, now I, I didn't say this, and this is another idea we could look at, uh, and I have Mr. Booth working on this now, is to take a look at a more permanent structure at that location. Um, and I'm going to use the current pole building, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, but a finished pole building where you would have eight interior classrooms. And you know you would have to balance the cost of what that is, and remember that at the end of your at the end of cost of paying for that, that's your property. That's permanent. That's something can be used in the future for programs. It can be used for overflow at schools. It can be used for a lot of different things. Um, I did talk to Ken Fern Friday afternoon, and one of the only concerns he had was you may have some code issues with those. Uh, however, Jan informed me today that that. Laurel has one that they did with their major capital, and they have a lot of their um, industrial programs uh, located. And I thought today would be a good chance to call Sean Laramore and see if we could do a, a visit and take a look at what they've got. And we can at least put something together to say, all right, this is how much your portables over five years is going to cost the total at Sussex Central. If we go to the building this size, permanent structure, this is what it's going to cost. You know, if it's going to cost you the same thing, I would, I would say go with permanent structure. That just makes sense. That gives you ample space for the future. But we need to make sure before we go down that road to make sure we are within cost. All right. We got another just observation here. The vote total was about 7,000 this time. Yep. The last referendum we passed, how many people voted? Wasn't it, I'm going to say, 10 or 12,000? I think close to 12,000. It's like 5,000 people less. That's this true. Time. Okay. It seems like a lot of room there for. For some work to get people out. I don't yeah. know the reason, but yeah, I'm doing some simple some simple math with following what Mr. Hudson's just saying. Well we got maybe about 100, 120 people in this room. So if everybody here voted for it and got five more people, we pass it. I pers I personally feel that uh, we need to do something but for me, if we come back with the same identical package as we did before, then I don't think it's a wise move to go. We've already said no to that package. But I, I think that's where we identify wants and needs. We want operational costs, but what do we need? We need space. Whether people are for or against the referendum, they can't argue the numbers. We need the space. If that's all you ask for, I think there's going to be a lot more sentiment to that. Mr. Byron, can we uh, put forth a recommendation at this point? Or? Yeah, it's on here to, to make a recommendation. I think I feel strongly that we should go forward with the question number one. That's your motion to do? Yeah. Just exactly like the did. Just the question one. Same, same question one, we go forth with that, not question two. Oh, not question two. Right. Is there a second to that motion? So second. Same time frame. Did you, I, let me ask you a question on that. Did you say that that's any time around the Easter vacation? Yes, that um, the 15th is the Tuesday, I believe, before um, Good Friday, and the 30th is the I don't have a calendar for over shorts that, that's a Tuesday once we return. Could we, I mean, I'm going to leave it to the people to, to chime in on this, but do you think it would be better to do it the first or second week of May? When are the board elections? May 14th or 15th. 
second week of May. Right? Yeah. Okay. Usually that Tuesday. And we would have to clear our dates with the Department of Elections. We could ask, but what we're going to have to do is get some clarification from them once we ask the dates. My only question was if we get too close to board elections, I don't know if we'll have the opportunity to have the voting machines. I'd have to check with Gene Turner. Well, I think for tonight we could decide whether we want to go with the question or not and then look at the date. I think they're two separate items. Yeah. I've got that motion on the floor for just the question at this point. I seconded it. You second the motion? Yes, sir. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Vote. Need, to, need to pull the board? Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Yes. Mr. No. Dr. Yes. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Can the motion passes by a majority vote? Okay. Old business, major capital plan. Okay, while we're on the major capital plan, uh, we, we pretty much well just, I think, completed the discussion that we would, we would have on that. Um, we will need a board approval of dates. Uh, we'll try to get that tomorrow. We may have to have a, a, another meeting, Mr. Barley, to make sure we get that 45-day mandate sometime if we want to go in May. We'll work on that tomorrow and um, you know get the possible dates out. We'll also check with Ms. Turner so we can see if we're going to have any conflict if we go anytime in that second week of May. Yeah. So we'll find that out first. We, we, think we should find that out because we don't want to do two of them. That's correct. Two At that stage we may only have to set one date. I don't think we'll have to have a makeup. I hope. Um, but that's that's all I have on the, uh, the major capital currently. Okay. Howard Tiennes. We've had a, a couple of good things in Howard Tiennes. Uh, we did get the uh, letter on February 22nd, uh, the official letter from DelDot. Uh, that's a letter of no objection. And uh, that is going to uh, help us at this particular stage now get it moved to uh, planning and zoning where they can go ahead and take a vote on the minor cap subdivision. Now, a couple things we talked to Ken Fern um, last Friday and taking a look at, you know, once this, this occurs, the next step that they are working on, um, and this is the final step we go through for the land transfer, once it's approved by the county, the land will be transferred to us. Um, should not take a, should not be a long process at all, should be relatively quick. Uh, I'm, I hope it's painless. Uh, once we see the county approval, then that transfer will go through. Uh, Fernie Daniel, in the meantime, is incorporating the conceptual plan into their software program. Uh, next steps that they will be doing is making some adjustments, taking a look at the interior of the building and the structures to see if they can, um, you know, minimize cost efforts so to make sure we stay well within a budget. They will also be working on the engineering for mechanicals, uh, lighting systems, food service areas, and the Eagle Store. And they'll do a lot of reviews during the next process over the next six months or so, working with our people uh, at Ennis to make sure, you know, that we have the building to where we need it to be. Any questions? Need a motion to table 503 and 504 until after executive session. Sure. Is there a second? Okay. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is, that is unanimous. 
Committee reports, uh, athletic fields, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, so the uh, roofing at uh, School of the Arts is still in the process. Uh, at least at this point, the plans and drawings um, are being submitted and we're hopefully soon going to have state approval and get out for bids on that. Um, the ESCO project is uh, continuing along. I believe we've got some lights that have been uh, replaced as well at interior, exterior, as well as uh, other things at Sussex Central High School. There are weekly meetings and we will be having them back uh, at uh, future building and grounds meetings for updates and, and questions. The bus parking lot, uh, that's... Mr. Booth, uh, okay. Uh, bus parking lot is soon to be uh, put into use here at Sussex Central. Uh, looks like finally we got the transformer and lights. DPNL was able to get their part finished. School monitoring system, we've got the new program, Anaconda, that's in force and uh, seems to be moving along. And uh, cameras. So we've got some new prototype cameras that have been authorized uh, to be used. Um, to see you know, how they're working. I believe that's gonna be part of our ongoing safety program. And then uh, Georgetown Middle School, hot water heater having some issues, but we are looking at uh, holding off, replacing it until at least the summer because the ESCO project is, is wanting things to go to natural gas. So no need in replacing now with a unit if we can wait and do it with a natural gas unit. And that's it. Okay. Any questions? We won't have any uh, comprehensive school safety. Mr. Layfield's under the weather this evening. We'll discuss finance with Mrs. Steele, gives her report. Curriculum, Mr. Hudson. All right, thank you. Uh, we had our meeting uh, February 11th, uh, items of discussion. We had a successful <coughs> Title I audit in October. Uh, we, we followed up on three recommendations that came from that uh, audit. Uh, that was to uh, post our school success plans on our school website by December 1st, which was done. Uh, the inclusion of more community organizations in our school success plan. Uh, we uh, had a meeting on the 31st with uh, community organizations to look at uh, this year's plan and uh, that was successful. And uh, a letter developed and made sure it was uh, available for opting out of the state assessment that was available to parents and that has been taken care of. Uh, teacher of the Year, we are now in the process of selecting Teacher of the Year. Each building's teacher of the year will have a classroom lesson videotaped and will submit written portfolios. A committee will review the lessons and portfolios in order to determine the Indian River School District Teacher of the Year. The Teacher of the Year celebration will be held at Georgetown Middle School on April the 30th. All building Teacher of the Years will be acknowledged and this year there will be no top three announced prior to the celebration. Uh, the American Sign Language course at Sussex Central High School that will now be offered uh, assuming that Sussex Central can find a certified teacher, this program will be part of the world language uh, and students will receive credit. Uh, district walk, learning walk update, elementary schools, this information based on 206 classroom visits. Classrooms are on pace according to the instructional calendar. Classrooms visited were using district approved curriculum and resources. Uh, the uh, people who did the walkthroughs uh, encountered all positive learning environments in our schools. Expectations have been taught and established for small group instruction that has resulted in students being engaged in authentic learning. Co-teaching environments where the regular and special ed 
teachers play a mutual role in instructing the students was observed in secondary schools based on 126 visits. It's obvious that respectful relationships have been established between staff and students as students were focused on required tasks. Students and staff engaged in the new TCI science curriculum. Our special education students, including ILC, are learning using the same curricula as regular education students and being held to the same expectations through scaffolding and differentiation. EL students, including newcomers, being held to the same expectations as their peers with teachers providing choice and scaffolding strategies. Students using key vocabulary in classroom discussions comfortably and correctly. And uh, this, this is good news from our uh, walkthroughs, a lot of good things being going on in our classrooms. So thank you. Okay, thank you. Any, any questions? Mary Bailey Scholarship, Mr. Peden. Yes, the applications for current seniors is available at the Sussex Central High School or can be found on the district website. All applications must be turned into Sussex Central Guidance Office by March 29th. The announcements of recipients will be at the Sussex Central High School Awards Ceremony in May. And then lastly, renewal applications will be sent to the previous recipients in April. Thank you. Any questions? Okay, thank you. Special Education Task Force, Dr. Stadler. Thank you. We held our winter parent focus group on January 29th. Uh, we had a nice uh, turnout of folks, so we appreciate the ideas and feedback that came from our participants, and we hope to schedule one more for later in the spring. Um, as soon as we have that date, we will announce it. Our task force has our next meeting planned for early March. We'll be looking at a couple of things, uh, focusing on our planning process for the selection of our 2019 ambassadors, and also working with Dr. Brittingham and her team, um, looking at our feedback and examining information from this year's focus schools. So we're very proud of the work that's happening um, in that you know, with that component, we're looking forward to those results and making recommendations. Thank you. Okay. Any questions? Okay. Policy, uh, Mr. Collins is also under the weather this evening, so Mr. Steele. Yeah, Mr. Marley, we have two policies uh, that we are presenting to you tonight for our first reading. GCBD.1, uh, paid leave for birth or adoption of a child. Uh, this is the, the legislation that was passed uh, this, past, this past year. I'd suggest to take the opportunity as a first read to read through that. If you have any uh, questions, you know, come to the next policy committee meeting. And KK visitors to schools, that also first read. So we would need a uh, recommendation of a second, uh, Mr. Murray, on those. Yeah, need a motion. Our motion, I'm sorry. Yeah, need a motion. I'll make a motion. Okay, is there a second? I have a question. Are we we're voting on the second reading policies, or what are we doing here? You are voting only on the first reading policies, Mr. President. Just to only on the two first reads. That's all. To right. to just uh, move them on to the next board meeting. Is that yes? Okay. We'll bring it back to the second. Right. They're both uh, quite a few changes. One of them is a brand new policy. All right. I'll second that. Clear, clear, clarification, though, on the uh, paid leave, the state sets the starting time when when that starts, like April 1st or whatever the... I believe that to be true. I do have uh, Ms. Bunnings here. Uh, she could address that. She's our point person. Yeah, so it's not it's not us that are setting that date. It's the state that yes. sets that. April 1st was the date mm -hmm. that we, we currently have. 
It's a fluid, so it could be evolving. <clears throat> that is correct. The law says April 1st. April, so, okay. There is some discussion at the legislature right now as to whether that will remain the date. So they could change it? There's some discussion. So, but as of right now, the child would have to be born after Okay, we have a motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay, we do have uh, one policy, uh, KNAJ, interrogation, searches, and seizures. Uh, this is a second read, and we would like a uh, motion to accept that as well. Make a motion to approve that. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. The following uh, is considered first and second. Again, if you see these, they are only minor changes. Uh, they would be uh, JFCB, care of student property by students, AE, educational philosophy, J, athletic policy, and BBA, school board powers and duties. We would need a motion and a second on that one as well. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay. IRA rep. Good evening. Um, I would like to speak uh, a little bit about the recent referendum. Um, I think I need to clarify some information that has been misinterpreted or misrepresented. Um, it has been stated that IREA did not support the referendum, and that is simply not true. Um, IREA was never asked if we supported, and it was never stated whether we did or did not support it. We have procedures that we follow before we put an opinion out. We also have procedures that we follow before working for and putting our funds behind any goal. We were not asked to help, and we should not assume that people will just give up their time to go out and do an unorganized event. If people have an organized plan, we have no problem helping when we're asked. We would hope that if the district decides to go back and try the referendum again, that we may have the opportunity to again work together as a team as we have in the past. The district has asked for our help in the past, and failed referendums were then successful. But it was open communication and working together that made the district successful. I like Ms. Sattler's idea to find out why people voted against the referendum, not just to go back with the same questions and hope and pray for, this, for better results. I agree that a different approach needs to be taken. And if IREA is asked to be part of the team this time, then we'll start the process and we'll ask our members whether or not they'll support and work for the referendum. Thank you. Does IREA recognize we have a space issue? IREA recognizes everything you recognize because we live it every single day. We are in the schools. And IREA will absolutely do everything they can when they're asked for help. If they're not asked for help, then we sit back and we'll wait, and we'll see what happens. Any other questions? No, you answer it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele. Yeah, Mr. Brownlee, I do have my uh, superintendent's activities for February. Uh, most of what you see there, we've, we've gone through uh, pretty standard uh, events. Uh, we've also, after this particular time, I, I thought I've completed, I thought I had the other two done today, I did not get them done. I have 14 of the 16 principal mid-year conferences have been completed at this time. Uh, by the by Wednesday, we should have everybody, including administrators, completed. Financial reports, Mr. Steele. Need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of January of 2019. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? Excuse me, that is unanimous. Mr. Steele, financial summaries. Yes, you have um, financial reports as of January 31st. Um, we've received 91% of the budgeted total revenue and almost 97% of our discretionary revenue. Um, we are 58% um, of the way through the fiscal year and have spent 58% of both our total expense budget and our discretionary expense budget. So it's good to know we're on budget. Um, the schools have spent 56% of their budgets. Curriculum and instruction has spent 45%. Athletics has spent 56. We've spent 57% of their salary budget and 66% of our operations budget. Howard Tannis has spent 62% of their budget and the ILC tuition programs have spent 65% of their budgets. Um, tax receipts, we've received uh, 48 million in tax receipts as of the end of January, which represents about 98% of the budgeted tax receipts. We've received 161,000 plus in interest revenue. We have 5.8 million in federal funds available as of the end of January. We have almost 1.2 million in school donation and internal funds. Those are the um, school accounts that belong to the students, but they're maintained through the district office. Um, we've made one major capital improvement payment of $300,153 to the architects for the Howard Tiennis program project. Um, and we have $2 million available in minor capital improvement funds, and we spent 110000 of minor cap funds in the month of January. Any questions? No questions. Um, and then I think the next thing on the list is the request from the Indian River High School Band Boosters um, for student activity funding to attend the National Memorial Day Parade in Washington, D.C. Um, the cost of the trip is $40,000. They've raised roughly $25,000, and they're asking for $15,000 of student activity funding um, so that they can um, go on this um, trip. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? Good. That is nice. Thank you. No use of facilities, uh, field trip requests, Mr. Steele? Yeah, we do have uh, two field trip requests, Mr. Barley. Number one, overnight trip by Southern Middle School Vectrobotics team uh, for April 24th through the 27th to Louisville, Kentucky. And the second, overnight trip on March 15th, 16th by Indian River High School girls varsity soccer to Middletown, Delaware for a tournament. I'd recommend we approve both. 
So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. We now come to the second public comment session. People in the audience who wishes to make a public comment, 15 minutes, three minutes apiece. Is there anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Seeing none. Christina uh, Hopkins. Is there anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Seeing that we need a motion for executive session. So Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. aye. We're now in executive session. Agenda need a motion. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That's unanimous. Personnel addendum. So need a motion. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? Unanimous. Personnel contractual agenda. Need a motion. So moved. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Uh, Mr. Barley, I'd like to make a motion that uh, we move forward on the superintendent's recommendation um, as far as growth in our area, uh, including the Georgetown area option one. And also with the uh, approval for our superintendent to continue negotiations with Dell Tech regarding Howard Ennis program or Howard Ennis school. Okay, everyone understand. Motion second. made and second. Everyone understand. Yep. Okay. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed. That is unanimous. So, before the business coming forward, the board, the meeting is adjourned. <laughs>